0: Hey everybody, welcome back to Looking for the Real God. This is Christy Lynn Wood. As we continue our series on church, today we're going to be talking about when to leave your church, three different valid reasons. As I prepared for this podcast episode, it's super interesting that I had a couple of different conversations come up with friends, with my brother, as I was just getting ready to talk about this. People were already having this in mind, so I'm really curious to see how this resonates with you guys as we talk about when to leave a church. Now, I've been a pastor's wife on the other side of this question, so I feel like it gives me a unique perspective. I was a pastor's wife for about seven or so years at two different churches while my husband served as a youth pastor. And as church staff, you see things differently and you push people not to church hop or to give up on church, use these kinds of like Christianese phrases. We often tell them that there are no perfect churches because they're filled with imperfect people. And then we'll say things like, if you find one, don't go because then you'll mess it up. But really, it's all about wanting people at your church because we want people to be at our church so that we will have the money to function as a church. We want them to give. We want them to volunteer because without people at our church, we don't get paid and we have to do all the things when there's nobody else to volunteer to do them. Church is weird. The church culture is weird. It's funny to me that As being a pastor's wife on that side of things, like all I could see was my own perspective. And all I could see was like, well, yeah, obviously you should go to church and that you should give to the church and you should be involved in the church because church was life. like Church was my life. But that's not the perspective of people outside the church. So now that I'm not a pastor's wife, I used to look down on people who didn't come in the summertime or were kind of erratic in the summertime because they were at their cabin or they were camping. But now I am that person. Like I go camping a lot in the summertime and I am not at the church building. And that's because I value rest and my family and things like that. But as the church person, as a church staff member, church is life. Like this is your life. Your life is consumed with church. And you think that everybody else's life should also be consumed with church. And you forget that there are normal people out there doing normal people things that don't always revolve around church. So I think as you've figured this out, as I've been doing this podcast season here, that despite my church experiences and my religious trauma and spiritual abuse in church experiences, I am not a total cynic. And I really do think that church is important. I think that meeting together with other believers is important. I think that it is a vital thing that we need to go ahead and pursue And I don't think that we need to try to, you know, like disrupt and destroy church. I think we can reform it from the inside. I think there is potential there for us to really bring life back to church. So I think it's okay to take a break from church and we'll talk about that next week. But I do think it's also very important that we take that time to meet together with other believers. Now, all that said, I don't think that you have to stay in your current church. I don't think that there's this guilt trip of there is no perfect church, so you better just stay where you are. I think that there are reasons to leave, and I think there are times to leave. And as I look at my own life, I should have left sooner more than once. And so I just want to encourage you guys as you look at your own scenarios and your own situations and are saying, do I leave? Do I stay? I'm just going to give you three valid reasons to choose to walk away. And I can't tell you what to do, but I hope that the Holy Spirit maybe will give you some clarity as you hear my thoughts. And these are really based on just kind of personal experiences as well as books that I've read, people I've talked to, stuff like that. So this is not gospel truth. I'm not getting this from scripture, but I do think that these are very just valid reasons. Reason number one. If no matter how hard you try, you cannot feel like part of the community in your church. That if you have tried to break in, you've tried to get involved, but somehow it just hasn't worked and you still feel like an outsider. Maybe you're just a face. You're just a body that nobody knows. You show up. Nobody even recognizes that you're there. They don't know if you're new. They don't know if you're old. This a lot of times will happen in bigger churches. People don't notice if you stop coming to church because you're just a face that they kind of see and you somehow cannot seem to break into this weird inner circle of people who are actually involved and known. Now churches like this can be really healing for a while. So if you've been burned at a church, a smaller church maybe, and you're like, I don't want to give up on church, but I also don't want to be like immediately stuffed back into how are you going to serve here? And I you know all this awkwardness, maybe it's really nice to go to a church where you're not noticed. I enjoyed that for a few months as I was um, coming out of one of my church hurt experiences. It was really nice to just kind of be able to be there and nobody saw me or knew me or cared if I was there or not. However, it's not healthy to stay at a place like that because it feels really yucky to be unknown, to be unnoticed, to be unwanted. Like it feels very isolating. And for me, in my own personal experience, I tended to get very cynical and just kind of like nothing really matters here. I don't matter. I mean, it was just, it was not healthy. It was not a good situation. And so I think that it can be good for a while, but after you've been there for a while and you're like, I still cannot break into this church. Like I still cannot be seen and known and used. It's time to go. Go find yourself an actual community of people who see you, know you and love you. Number two, when you realize that you no longer believe the same things as your church, And there is not opportunity for open dialogue and change. Now, I think it's really important to understand that we can have differences of opinions. It's really unhealthy to have everyone who has cookie cutter beliefs because there's no one pushing back at you and saying, Hey, wait a minute. Are you sure that's really true? This whole idea of like-mindedness is what got super mixed up in our cult. Everyone was supposed to be just like each other and believe all the same things that everyone else believed. And it was super sketchy because there was nobody there saying, wait a minute, that seems off. So I do think it's good to have differences. I think it's good to have people in your life who don't believe the same things as you do. I think your cores of the faith should be the same. I think that you need to have the same understanding of those creeds of the faith. But I think it's fine to have some open, honest dialogue about things that are different. But when you get to the place where you realize these people don't hear me and they don't want to hear me and my ideas are being shut down and told that I'm wrong, it's probably time to go. Often we get to this place where we think that we can influence things. Look, I think I can change this. I think God can use me to really be the influence and the change that's here. And that's great if you really can. But if you get to the place where you realize there is no open dialogue, they are not willing to have these conversations, and probably nothing I do is ever going to change this, it's probably time to go. Because without open dialogue, without humility on both sides, there isn't going to be that chance for change. There isn't going to be that chance to sharpen one another and you know to be able to just say, okay, I accept you and I love you, even though we don't agree, but this is really good conversation. This is really helpful for me to see this. Without that kind of openness and humility, like there isn't going to be any change. And I have fallen into this one as well more than once, where I thought I could be the catalyst here. Maybe God can use us. Maybe God can use me. Maybe God can really do a work in this church. And it was just, there was too much stubbornness. There was too much of a wall. It was not going to happen. And I was still the outside person looking in and they were saying, nope, you're wrong. You're wrong. You're wrong. Nope, you're still wrong. And there was no chance for open dialogue. And there was not, I mean, I wasn't going to change anything. And once again, I should have left sooner because I became kind of an agent of irritability and probably dissent. And I should have just left sooner. This final reason is the one that's really, really on my heart. So if you feel like I've been kind of passionate and loud and talking fast, just wait. This one will probably get me worse. When the leadership or pastor or culture of your church is toxic, please leave. Here's the thing, guys. Abusive leaders will rarely be removed from their place of power because they surround themselves with yes men. They surround themselves with people who will just roll over and let them do whatever they want. They do this on purpose. They do not want accountability. They do not want anyone telling them what they can and cannot do. And so they are very good, very good at surrounding themselves with people who will not hold them accountable. And so the chances of getting your abusive and toxic leader removed are very small. Not to mention they are very good at manipulating people, and at calling people gossips and slanderers when they try to tell the truth. And so I just, I just don't see a whole lot of situations where people actually get removed. And that drives me bananas because these are the people that are ruining churches and ruining people's lives and spiritually abusing people and causing religious trauma and all kinds of stuff like that. And yet they are the ones that seem to be just rooted in their churches and in their church communities, and there is no way to get rid of them. Guess what? they might not leave, but you can. I wish more and more of us would just stand up and leave these toxic environments and be honest about why we're leaving. And yes, we'll be called gossips. Yes, we'll be told that we're slandering. However, we're telling truth and truth is different than gossip. Truth is saying, this is what happened. This is why I'm leaving. This is what was said. This is what was done. Gossip has a whole different mentality behind it and a whole different, like, attitude. Like, you're trying to undermine or destroy somebody. You're twisting things. You're making it seem like it's bigger than it really is. Like, it's a whole different attitude. Truth-telling is just being honest about what happened. This is what happened to me, and therefore, I am gone. Guys, if the church would just stand up to these caustic, toxic, horrible leaders that we have, unfortunately, within the walls of our church buildings... They would no longer have an audience. They would not have power. They would not have money if their church just left. Like I said before in the beginning of this podcast, without people in your church bringing in money, without people in your church giving you volunteers and helping you do things, you don't have a church. And so if we would just stand up and say, goodbye, and this is why I'm leaving, their power would be significantly diminished. Will they stand before God accountable one day? Yes. Yes. Will they be held accountable here on earth? I don't know. It's frustrating. You look at the the worst, I mean, the most public case of all is Mark Driscoll, right? And he basically destroyed thousands of people, but just skipped town, completely avoided accountability, and started a new church where he's still on Twitter. He's still speaking whatever he used to speak. He's still saying these ridiculous things. I engaged him for a while there. Well, he never engaged me back, but I was responding to some of his stuff he was saying on deconstruction a couple weeks ago. And, you know, he's still doing everything he's done. He's still being the same abusive person that he was. And I know more local situations where it's not like it ever ended, but we can end it. The sheep can stand up and say no. And I think that we are too afraid. I think we are too afraid of rocking the boat. We have been too conditioned to just accept, quote unquote, authority, even if it's abusive. That's not authority. That's power. True authority is what Jesus had. He was just living a life so genuine, people wanted to follow him. Power is not the same thing. But we are afraid of rocking the boat. We're afraid of pushing back. We're afraid of, you know, making a mess of the name of God, of dragging God's name to the mud. Guys, it's not God's name that's at stake here. It's the name of the abusive leader. We need to call people out. The Apostle Paul called false leaders out by name. He called them out by name in his epistles and said, beware of so-and-so, watch out for so-and-so, you know, and he called them out jesus flipped tables in the temple like we got to stop being afraid of rocking the boat it's okay for us to stand up and say no i'm out of here goodbye and this is why so i think it's time to go ahead and be strong in that and stop just doubting and being afraid and trying to just make peace like there's a time for peace and there's a time to stand up and say no so those are my reasons if you don't feel like you can fit into the community. There's no way to get a part of the community. If you realize that you no longer believe the same things, but there's no way for open dialogue and change. And if you are in the church of a toxic leader, toxic leadership, or even a toxic church culture, and there's not going to be change, leave, but be vocal about why you're doing it. So, I'm a little riled up right now. I don't know about you guys. I'm going to take a deep breath and calm down while I end this podcast. (laughs) But um, I am excited about the church. I do believe that the church is a beautiful thing. When believers in Jesus get together in Jesus' name, things happen. Like there's room for such great goodness. The problem is we've turned it into this organization, into a corporation led by powerful people. It's no longer a community of believers. It's no longer a body And Jesus Christ is no longer the head, but I do think that we can revive it by the power of the Holy Spirit. I think that we can influence, I think that we can reform from the inside out and it's not going to stay reformed and beautiful because that's the nature of the game. We live in a broken world that continues to fall apart, but in our own time and space right here, we can bring life. We can be agents of restoration, bringing people back to a relationship with Jesus Christ. We can speak out against the evils and we can be agents of restoration. So that's what I got for you today. I'm super curious to see what you think. As always, reach out, let me know. And until next time, keep searching. If you enjoyed this podcast, I would love to have you join me over on my website at christylinwood.com. For more content, free resources, and opportunities to connect, with a community of people who are looking for the real God